You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 80. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business in Life Conversations podcast. I am your host, Ange from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant and coach who has helped hundreds of women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six-figure years without burning out in the process. Podcasting is so powerful in so, so, so many different ways. I know with starting my own podcast 80 weeks ago, gosh, 80 weeks ago seems so long ago, but starting this podcast, I've seen so many benefits, but I've equally seen amazing benefits from being a guest on other podcasts. It has opened up doors. It has created connections. It has created opportunities. And I've started to be able to, you know, be able to impact my mission for by 2025 is to be able to support and guide over 2000 women business owners in the podcast allows me to do that by it being one of my mechanisms for tools. So it is podcasting is just simply amazing. And I'm thrilled today to have Jessica on the show from Interview Connections talking about how to leverage the billion dollar podcasting industry right now to help with your own business growth. Jessica is an absolute legend. She's been in podcasting for a very, very long time. And I can't wait to get into this episode where we're going to chat about what types of entrepreneurs should be leveraging podcast interviews. What are the key benefits of leveraging podcast interviews for business growth? And should businesses start their own podcast or could they leverage off of the back of other people's podcast interviews? And there's so much other juiciness that's going to happen. So stay tuned. But before we hop straight into this amazing episode, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share your key takeaway, a fun fact, or anything you'd love to share about the podcast over on your Instagram stories and tagging me, Angela Henderson Consulting. Also, this episode is sponsored by my 12-month group coaching program, Profit Pillars, my 12-month group coaching program for women business owners who are ready to take action to grow profitable businesses. The program includes my complete Profit Pillar training systems with videos, PDFs, guides, and more, monthly live strategy sessions, monthly hot seat sessions, monthly mastermind with guest experts, 24-7 access to a private Facebook community, world-class members, uh, support, and special bonuses and secrets along the way. To learn more about my 12-month group coaching program, simply head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and click on the button that says, I want to hit 5K months. Welcome to the show, Jess. Hey, Angela. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here today. Now, I know it is nighttime over the United States. What time is it there for you? Uh, It's just after seven o'clock here tonight. After seven o'clock. And we were just giggling before we press record. There's a lot of listeners out there who know the struggle is real with the juggle of motherhood and businesses. And you and I were catching up and we probably could have kept talking for a very long time. But then you're like, (laughs) yeah, "Uh, and my babysitter, we got to, we got to roll here. We've got, you know, know, 45, (laughs) 725, she's going to be out. So, you know, for those moms out there, just realize that as business owners, we're always juggling. All right. And it's okay. And, you know, it is part of the normal. Wouldn't you agree? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, you've got to have kind of your little, like your book of babysitters. And, you know, originally I was like, Oh, seven o'clock, it's fine. But then I looked at the, my, my husband and I Sherry our Google calendars. And I was like, oh, he has a meeting at seven 30, which means he has to leave at seven. And I have to start this interview at seven. So I'm texting my babysitter. Hey, Michelle, can you come over? <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah, so, no, so we always, you know, we always make things work, but just yep. know that you're not alone out there. If you're yeah. feeling the pinch or you're feeling the struggle. Now, listen, mm-hmm. you and I have only kind have been introduced to each other and it was through a random Facebook group that I actually found you. Oh, it was like someone takes something and then takes something. And then I found yeah. out about this amazing, you know, uh, business that you have that we're going to talk about shortly. And it's, it's a super powerful topic that I want to talk about today about how to leverage the billion dollar podcasting industry, because podcasting is such an untapped resource by so many business owners. And so having you today to really shed some light on it, I think is going to open up a few eyes for people. Yeah, I'm excited because it is so, it's such an incredible medium. I'm so passionate about the power of it, not only for business and lead generation, but really the impact that sharing your story has on people. I mean, honestly, in the first five minutes of this podcast, I guarantee there's a mom in the audience that's like, oh my God, I'm not alone with this. So I, I just, I'm so passionate about this strategy and this medium. So I'm so excited to be here. Now, w- before we get into kind of the nitty gritty about what we're going to be talking about today, the Bill and Dollar podcast industry, I always like to ask a little bit of a fun question so that the audience can get to know you a little bit more, Jess. And so my question to you is though, is even though it's podcast related, I'd love to know what is your top podcast interview that you've either done or guest um, interview that you've appeared on? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know what the first one came to mind is? I'll just go with that. I don't know if it really is my favorite, uh-huh. um, but the most fun appearance that I had on a podcast was on the Walking Dead cast. And it was my favorite because it was totally out of the realm of what I normally talk about. Um, I'm good friends with the host of the number one fan podcast for the Walking Dead. <laughs> wow, that's super and fun. Yeah, I met him at a podcasting... No, well, yeah, I did meet him at a podcasting conference, but I like kind of connected with him just over, you know, social media. And then we met and became friends. Um, but I actually don't watch that show anymore, but for, I, cause it's been on for like forever. Ever, um, yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, he was like, Oh, do you want to come on and, and like break down the show with me like on an episode? So that was just so fun. And then somebody through business was like, uh, I heard you on the walking dead podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So that was really fun. So Walking Dead podcast. And like you said, it was probably just so, you know, just out of the realm and just so new that again, how could you not have fun on it? Yeah, it was just, it was a very different type of show. And he was like, oh, you're, you're pretty good at like breaking, because you have to watch the show and like take notes. Like I had to come prepared for that episode to do my homework. And so obviously you appear on podcasts, you have your own podcast. So can you tell us a little bit about just you, where you've come from and what Mm -hmm. you're currently up to? Yeah, absolutely. So I so I started my business in 2013 as a virtual assistant. And I know, Angela, we've been talking about um, how you're going to be doing like more Pinterest and stuff. So I don't know if I mentioned this to you. I think I probably did. But I did Pinterest as a virtual assistant. Um, that was like the first thing that I did when I started my business back in 2013. I took a course on Pinterest. And that was like the first kind of area of expertise that I you know established myself as um, when I was first starting out. Because like, you know, to grow in online business, you really need to establish yourself as an expert. So I started my business doing that. Um, and personally did not feel super passionate about Pinterest. So I didn't keep doing that, but then I was booking people for interviews on podcasts. Mm -hmm. And that was something where I was like, 
okay, this is awesome. Like nobody else is doing this. People really like it. They're seeing results. Everyone's always excited when they get connected for an interview. And I'm like, there's something here. So I created my business interview connections in 2013 and it has just grown so much. I started my podcast in 2014 and started, you know, speaking on my podcast and I spoke at podcast movement that first year in business and it's just grown exponentially since then. Um, so I guessed on, you know, at least four shows a month. I'm, I'm on a, I'm a guest on another show. Um, my business partner and I co-host our show called rock the podcast. So every Monday we have an episode which just teaches entrepreneurs how to leverage podcast guesting. So that's a little bit about my, my business story in a nutshell. Gosh. And so again, Pinterest, I mean, again, two <laughs> platforms, right? Pinterest and podcasting. Again, as you know, I'm testing both of these. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. listen, I, I take the back. Podcasting, I've obviously been doing my own now. We're about yeah. to hit episode, I don't know, etc. You know, so that's going crazy. <laughs> episode 100 will come up very shortly. So that's, you know, one a week, really cool. I hear yeah. you. I'm on about, I think I had this week, I had six podcast guest interviews this week alone. So mm-hmm. listen, I'm all about podcasting, but I also because I want to break into the US market and you all love mm-hmm. Pinterest over there. All right. Not so much <laughs> the Aussies. Okay. Um, it's another mechanism that we're testing, right? Um, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But Again, Pinterest is quite complex, right? There's, um, I think it's important if you're thinking about that podcasting. You literally just have to like have some headphones, have a microphone, and be ready to chat about whatever mm-hmm. your expertise is. Pinterest, again, I've had a higher Pinterest expert. We have to have different titles, like because I've got so much content. I think we've got to get 400 graphics, you know, done. Yeah, um, it's, it's a lot. Be SEO <laughs> optimized, like it is a lot, you know, of um, time that has to go in for potentially ROI. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it's a long term. I think. Whereas podcasting, mm-hmm. you're getting access to an audience like ASAP once that air, um, episode drops. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is a strategy where, like, I talk a lot about consistency and momentum and really like d- going all in on your podcasting strategy because you really do need to be appearing consistently on at least a show a week to really see those results. Because for me, if I'm on a show every single week and you know, maybe once a month, someone says, Hey, I heard you on this podcast and I, you know, would love to learn more about how we can work together or, you know, can I learn more about your services? For me, if one person reaches out from a show, I'm thrilled because Mm -hmm. they're usually super high qualified. They know my message, they get it, they're enrolled, they trust me. Um, So that really is how podcast guesting works. But if you're only on one show every other month, it takes forever to really be heard enough to have people reach out and want to work with you. And that is the thing about podcast guesting is that when people do reach out, they are ready for a sales call for the most part. You know, we, I I talk a lot about like, you know, consult with my clients on what kind of calls to action and like getting people into your community and everything. But for me, my experience is when I'm on a podcast and somebody reaches out, they're ready for a sales call. Mm -hmm. Um, so. And I agree. Like I know my last, I just signed six new one-to-one coaching clients this last week, but two weeks before that, I'd signed three new coaching clients. And when I asked them where had they found me, like what was the primary thing? And they said, listen, one said you've been my like virtual mentor for the last six months and I knew finally like I was ready to you know step up. Um, and the other two is, they heard me on a guest podcast and the other one had heard me on my own was just like, listen, they actually, they all consistently three said, because I said the word fuck, they were okay with me. Like they were okay to hire me. Um, and <laughs> yeah. some people like it, some people don't, right? And I don't use that word right. often. 
uh, but it does come out either. I get super excited sometimes. I'm like, oh, you know. Um, so yeah, so interesting, right? Because again, they can feel mm-hmm. your personality. They can go, yes, you, you, you repel people and you attract people. Um, and again, you can't get that when you're reading a blog post or a Pinterest because you don't get that emotional component to it. Oh my God, I love it. And we just did um, an episode recently on our show about our core values. And one of our core values is authenticity. And I think like, I feel like that's a perfect example of what you just shared. Like you show your authentic self. You don't like come all all buttoned up. Like you just, if you want to curse every now and then, cause it like makes an impact or what, why? whatever reason, (laughs) like people hear that and they're just like, I like her, like she's real, you know, and that's your authentic self. Cause authentic is like kind of a buzzword that gets thrown around, but that is a really good example of like, that is you being authentic. And, you know, for me, it's just being honest about like, you know what? I did get a babysitter at three o'clock because I freaking forgot to check my husband's (laughs) Google calendar, you know, like that's just me being authentic. So I think that, and that's the power people hear that and they're like, Oh, I can relate to her. You know, it's like honest, so that's and not to mention that you're building that, I mean, that the authentic piece, but you're also building your trust, credibility, and authority so much quicker on that buyer's journey. Like you've already kind of taken multiple steps before, you know, having to, you know, warm them much longer on the runway with different platforms. So no, so super, super love podcasting. I know. Um, so my question to you now is, is when you think back to when you first, you know, you created really the podcast booking company when no one else was doing it. Why, Mm -hmm. why did you do that? Obviously, yes, you were doing Pinterest and you liked it, but did you see a gap in the market? Um, like what was it initially that kind of got you like, we need to do this? Yeah. So, you know, I, I got to give my, um, my dad a lot of credit. He's an entrepreneur and a business coach and, um, he was my first client. Um, so when I was, uh, a new mom and I wanted to be home with my baby who is now six and a half years old, (laughs) um, when I wanted to be home, my dad recommended that I start a virtual assistant company. Um, and so really as I was doing that, I was doing some client support work for him. He had already had his podcast. So he's been podcasting for like seven, eight years. And so he actually told me like, why don't you book me on some podcasts? Why don't you find guests for my show? And so as I was doing that, I saw that there was a gap in the marketplace. Um, so I started doing it for clients, like kind of on an hourly basis, like as a VA, I'd bill them for however many hours I was working. And it really about May of 2013. So I had been doing my business for a couple of months. I realized, you know what? I really want to scale my business and I don't just want to be sending my clients an invoice for $300 a month. Like it was not working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember my dad coached me. He was he was my business coach for many years. And he said, listen, what of the services you're doing? You know, I was doing Pinterest. I was doing podcast booking and client support. He goes, what is the most profitable for you? What do you enjoy the most? What do people find the most value in? Where is the demand? Like, So he asked me these questions. And I'm like, honestly, of everything I'm doing, booking podcast interviews kind of meets all of those criteria. Um, so then we really spent the summer and created my business and, you know, came up with packages. So there was the opportunity to be profitable. Like if you can charge X amount and get it done in less time, you can then grow your profit. Um, and that's like, that's an important thing with a service-based business, um, is giving yourself that opportunity to be profitable. So so that's really how I, I got started in it. And for at least a year, if not more, there were no competitors. It was crazy. And it just grew like rapid fire. Grew and grew. And did you see, did you see it grow more in the US than other parts of the world? Was like the US kind of like the early adapters leading the way? 
Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know of any booking companies that are outside the US. So as far as like my industry and the kind of company that I have, it's all based in the US. And then as far as podcasting, yeah, I mean, the vast majority of shows that you know we're booking on and our and the vast majority of clients that we have are in the US um so yeah it's it's interesting to see but i do know that people are listening in all different in countries so i think that it's only a matter of time before people start really um leveraging it more as a host and a guest in other countries i mean yeah, i mean you look at the amount of time people are spending in their cars cuz not everyone is out of the corporate world yet right or mm-hmm. they're sitting at their corporate world putting the headphones in you know listening to even this podcast today or listening to it on their way to work right like it is such mm-hmm. an um, easy, it's like just transferable, right? It, you can be mm-hmm. on an airplane, you can be anywhere listening to it. it whereas yeah. again, you've got to either have a phone to read the blog post or on Pinterest doing this, right? Like there's so much more complexities. Now yeah. for those listeners that are out there, like I know what a podcast booking company does, but mm-hmm. can you kind of explain what the role of a podcast booking company is so that other people can start to put the pieces together? Yeah. So we're like, you know, if you're, do you guys have match.com in Australia? Gosh, you think I should be able to answer that, but uh, is that the one like the dating, the dating scene? Yeah. This is like a high, like, you know, so think about your high end dating. So not like a Tinder where it's just like swipe and choose, (laughs) but like, we're like a high end matchmaking service but we do it for podcasters and entrepreneurs. Okay. (laughs) Gotcha. I like the analogy. um, yeah, I feel like that's like an easy way because I could say we're like a boutique PR agency and I, I do use that analogy for some people that I'm talking to, but it's really because with PR agencies, there's a whole other complexity of like retainers and all these different mediums. So we're really like, we are a matchmaking company for, for entrepreneurs who are doing podcasting. So our clients are entrepreneurs um, who want to be booked as a guest on podcasts. Um, we do have a service as, as well for hosts who need help finding guests and we're doing that for a host that like they need really interesting guests that aren't like actively pitching them like they gotcha. want to inter- you know because so many business podcasters i'm sure you get pitches all the time from oh, people gosh. who want to be on your show so there is um not as much of a demand for the service of hosts needing someone to find them guests unless again it's like a really great right. niche show um so that's what we do so yeah our clients pay us to get them placed as a guest on shows that are in their niche speak into their target audience Dude, fantastic. And for for those that are also out there, they might be, oh, this isn't for me. This isn't, oh, I don't know. You know, talk to me, what types of entrepreneurs should be leveraging podcast interviews? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, so this is a pot, this is a um, strategy that is perfect for service-based entrepreneurs. Um, so if you're a business coach or or any type of coach or a consultant, um, an agency, you are performing a service for your clients, this is going to be fantastic. For you, and the reason being, um, your clients—if they are getting a service from you—they need to trust you. They need to know you. They need to know that they can, you know, get along with you. Um, so it's perfect for service-based entrepreneurs. And I will also say it's even better for service-based entrepreneurs whose clients are worth multiple thousands of dollars. So they might yeah. not come in investing thousands of dollars up front, um, but if you have sort of an ascension model where you know, okay, they buy my course for two hundred bucks, but then I know I can, um, I can. Uh, upgrade them into my coaching program, which is then a thousand dollars. So over the course of a lifetime, one client is worth multiple thousands. And I say that because podcast listeners, they're, they're really engaged, but they're also a little bit passive. Like they're not going to reach out to you usually until they're ready to buy. Mm -hmm. They might reach out and they might download your ebook that you promote, or they might follow you on social media, but until they are ready to talk to you, they're a little bit quiet. 
So to see an ROI, you want a price point that is high enough that just a couple of listeners taking action makes it a strategy that's worth doing long-term. And I know even for myself, we've done some data around and on average, it's taking people anywhere from four and a half to six months before they'll have a strong touch point with me. And so, yeah, and that's just, that's for my own. I'm not talking about guest appearances or anything, but that's just for my own. And it it, it is, and I would assume that it'll probably be relevant for some too. Do you know what I mean? That you've got to, you've got to keep showing up. You've got to be appearing. You've got to, and then be posting that on your socials. Like Mm -hmm. I was on this podcast this week. I was on this podcast last week. Like, and people like, damn, if they're on that many podcasts, then like they must have something to say. They must be valuable. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I've heard it's 16 touch points in general before someone buys from you. Um, and you just have to, you know, this is also a strategy that I would recommend. I know that that your listeners are kind of in like the first few years in business. So really look at this as a long-term strategy. Um, when you are guesting consistently on podcasts every single month, um, number one, you're sharpening your message, which is incredibly important. I mean, when you're first starting out, you're getting clear, like, okay, what is my message? What is my approach to, to my business? And that you, you can't just know that on day one. You just have to start. And then the more you speak and the more you get interviewed, the more clear you become in what your message is. And it gets better and better every time. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree more. And I guess that kind of leads into my question about those key benefits. Like what are they when, you know, leveraging those podcast interviews? And we've talked a little bit about it. You've got that trust building, that credibility, the authority. And then obviously, again, you're getting clearer and clearer on what you do, your messaging. Do you, would you say like we're missing any of those other benefits? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, it's definitely just amazing for lead generation. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I guess we already talked about that a little bit, but that, I mean, that is the biggest benefit of it is that not only are you generating leads, but you're generating really qualified leads. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're actually getting people who hear, like anyone who's heard you talk for 30 minutes and reaches out is so qualified. Mm-hmm. Like they know they want you because people will self-qualify themselves out. Totally. If, they hear, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they hear a full interview and they really oh, you know what? She kind of talked about who this is right for. I'm not really like, you know, they won't reach out. But if someone hears this, especially with questions like, oh, who is this right for? If that, if who I'm describing fits, fits you, the listener, then there's just a higher likelihood that you're going to reach out and be right. So, um, that's the power of podcast interviews is that leads you generate come to you feeling like they already know you and then they're ready to work with you. And I would also go a little bit one further that too, is not only the leads, but I also have found in my experience of just not only holding this podcast, but being on guests is that the connections and long-term relationships that are there for you to make. So, mm-hmm. you know, like today we were talking about, oh, I'll connect you with this person. I can help you with this. And you're like, yep, yeah, and I can help you with this. Like the, and then it's just like from there, relation starts to build. And then when relation yeah. starts to build, like I can help you, you can help me. And then like, it becomes this ecosystem that just keeps growing and growing. Um, yeah. Would you agree? Oh my gosh. Yes. That is something that, um, we talk about a lot in our business. We just did a podcast guesting masterclass and we're going to be doing another one, um, real soon, depending on when people hear this, but yes, 110%. That's one of the things that I, I love to just share with people. Like, what would your life look like if every week you got on zoom with somebody you had not met before, but is a good connection. And you guys talked for an hour and they interviewed you like, how would that transform your business? It would be incredible. And guess what? You don't have to put on a pantsuit and go to a chamber meeting. Like (laughs) you can actually be in your pajama pants (laughs) and share your message and have an impact. It's incredible. 
And now you talked a key word there, impact. And I'll tell you a funny story. I was at We Are Podcast here in Australia uh, and I was speaking and I was on a panel with Pat Flynn, myself, Steph, and I'm trying to think the other person, Steph Taylor, a good friend of mine, and we're sitting there. Mm-hmm. I actually just started my podcast. So I think I was only episode nine or something in. And the question for us as an impact was, it was actually an impact panel. And Pat Flynn, you know, he spoke before me and he's like, you know, well, I'm making this impact and I work with Pencils for Promise or Promises for Pencil, one of those ones. And, and I do this yeah. and I do that. And I was thinking, shit like dude you're pat flynn right like uh yeah you're making a much bigger impact so mm-hmm. i started talking and i said i'll oh, listen you know i've only had episode nine and i've only done this and pat actually is like i'm gonna call you out here Ange. and i was like <laughs> oh god right i was like no not not now right but again it was a very powerful conversation because what he then talked about was impact and he goes he goes take the podcast away he goes think about impact collectively so we were talking about that as like a room right and and Mm. basically you know there's like one stage where there's this particular person who was going to be harming her child because of a mental illness right Mm. and like but because of your voice and because of your platform you potentially save that mom and baby right so we're talking about not minimizing like oh, I've only been on one podcast episode or I've only released Mm -hmm. nine, is that every podcast interview you're on, every podcast that I release, whatever that is, you're touching people's lives in in, in so many ways. It could just be something very subtle. Like today, those moms that are listening going, oh, thank goodness, I'm not the only one. Like, Mm -hmm. um, So I I do think it's important about realizing the impact, not only from a strategic point, but just indirectly that people are making. Oh my gosh, I I could not. Agree with you more. I yes, and it's it's easy to look at people like Pat Flynn and say like, well, I can't afford to build a school, you know. (laughs) But but I will tell you another story of you know one of my favorite clients, um, Oscar Trimboli, who is also in Australia. He is an expert in deep listening. I mean, his expertise is amazing. It has helped me so so much. The like the tips that he give are so simple but so profound and so impactful. And he had a listener right in um, to the host of the show that he was a guest on and said, you know, I, I heard Oscar's tips on how to be a better listener, how to be a more, a deeper listener. And I applied those tips and it had a, an amazing positive impact on her marriage because she was able to listen and hear her spouse in a way that she wasn't able to before hearing the interview with Oscar. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, like the impact that his podcast interview had on that household, that home is just, I mean, it was moving. It was so moving. So, and and it's like the ripple effect that that has then if they've got children and then mom and dad are getting along better because they're listening better. It's like, it's a lot. So yeah, I mean, building schools is amazing, but like just communicating better is a very positive impact. <laughs> exactly right. So never minimize every episode that you're on, mm-hmm. you know, and again, as you know, that's what you do is there's impact everywhere. And, you know, I think it's important, you know, podcasting or not, there's impact. And if you've got a platform and if you've got a business, I think there's almost a duty of care that you, you know, you're utilizing those platforms to the complete fullest. So, um, so yes, I could go on yeah. that for a a whole nother podcast. So now yeah. for, we talked about the benefits. We've talked about, you know, what does a podcasting, you know, agency do, et cetera. Now tell, how can businesses, like businesses out there going, oh, well, should I just start my own or should I do this? So like, or should I just get on podcast interviews? Have you, what are your thoughts about that? Because I mean, there's pros and cons of both, but again, in a world where we're super time poor, uh, like mm-hmm. I know how much time it takes me to produce a podcast, trust me. And like, and I actually outsource everything else. Like, but you know, I, I for you, I prepared, 
I probably spent 30 minutes, you know, back and forth, you know, us trying to find a time together. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I researched, you know, sp- uh, specific questions to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll do the intro once this is done. So all up, I probably spent about an hour on each guest myself. Like, and I don't outsource that to my team. I do that because I feel if you're coming on my show, I should, I should take the yeah. time to get to know you. Then mm-hmm. it goes to my team to produce. And then my team then kicks it back to my, my, another part of my team. And then they distribute that. So there's a lot of work that goes into starting your podcast. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. I'm going to assume you're going to say with podcast interviews, you just got to show up. So what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. I mean, as you just said it yourself, like producing, you know, and hosting a podcast is a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's a fair amount of money, especially when you're hiring and, and hire, you know, investing in, um, you know, podcast producers and stuff like that. So being a guest is a lot easier, um, cause you do show up. Um, it is, a, it's, it's really easy if you work with a booking agent who can just connect you with the show and then you show up. If you're doing it yourself, it is a fair amount of time. You got to figure out what shows are a good fit for you. You got to pitch them and follow up. So on either side, there is work. I will say it's probably less work to be a guest on podcasts. Um, and it's, it's also very beneficial because podcasters, their show is the centerpiece of their marketing. And I will credit Kelly Roach for really putting it that way. She came into our Facebook group and, and really shared why podcasting is the centerpiece of her multi-million dollar marketing strategy because she does her podcast and then all this other content, videos, live trainings, everything comes out of what she talks about in her podcast. When you go on somebody else's podcast, you are literally stepping into the spotlight of the centerpiece of their marketing strategy. So it's incredibly effective and powerful and efficient. Um, ultimately, I would love to see everyone do both because it's great to go on other shows and get in front of new audiences, but you do want a place for those listeners to come hang out with you every week. So I love going on other shows, but then I love it when people hear me on another podcast and then like what I have to say and then come listen to my podcast. Because mm-hmm. when you have your own show you have the freedom to say whatever you want and to promote whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like you're not in somebody else's house where you want to be mindful of the fact that it's their show. You know what I mean? And this is for their business. So there are a lot of benefits to doing both. Um, When you're getting started, being a guest is a lot easier. (laughs) Yes, I would totally agree. I would totally agree. But But I equally agree with what you said though, is that if you can leverage both as part of your overall strategy. So I just was working actually with a good friend of mine, Steph Taylor. She's a big podcaster too over here in Australia. And I, um, she had hired me to do a two hour strategy session with her last night and we just mapped everything up and, you know, we know she's got her own podcast. It is such Mm -hmm. a, a, it's a tool, but she equally does an enormous amount of guest, you know, guest podcasting. Like both Mm -hmm. of them go hand in hand in that overall, uh, you know, strategic plan. So it it is super powerful. Now, some guests are some, sorry, not guests, some listeners out there will be going, all right, yes, but you know, will I see the ROI right away? Or what does ROI look like? And I'd like for you just to Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about do they see the ROI right away? Is it long-term? And ROI, is it just financial ROI or are there other elements that people forget about? So I really want to set clear expectations because I don't want to... We've talked a lot about how amazing podcast guesting is and podcasting and everything, um, but I don't want people to walk away and start doing it and then be disappointed. Will you see an ROI, will you see an ROI right away? Probably not. <laughs> so... Yeah you probably won't. Like you'll do this for, you'll probably be in your first few months doing it. And you're like, this isn't working. Nobody's reaching out to me. I'm not hearing back from anyone. This is not working. Okay. 
just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you got to keep doing it. One of our core values is going all in. Like you got to dedicate, I would say a year to a strategy to really know if it works. Um, because it, it takes time. People might hear you once they might, you know, somebody might hear me. I'm sure people are going to hear me on this episode and they're not going to be ready. And they're going to put me in the back pocket. They're gonna be like, I'm not ready for it yet. And then a year they're going to be like, you know what? I heard, I think I heard you. I heard you on some podcast, you know, they won't even remember, Yeah, <laughs> but totally. they're going to, they'll probably join the email list or they're join the Facebook group. So that's, you got to think about that. People are not likely going to be ready for you as soon as they hear your episode, but you need to keep showing up if you want them to buy from you when they are ready. Mm -hmm. And I also think that, you know, it's not just about them buying from you. In my opinion, I think it's a component. Yes. Cause everyone wants more sales, right? Everyone wants higher profit margins and, and revenue. But I also think people forget about the indirect ROI, which is, increasing your brand awareness. And it's mm-hmm. not just about by being on there, but it's also what happens after that episode goes live is a lot of responsibility on you as the business owner. Where mm-hmm. are you sharing it? Where do you have it on your website as a separate you know, page about these are all the podcast interviews I've been on? Or do you yes. have like a featured in uh, spot um, on your homepage, mm-hmm. which again, adds that credibility. And that leads to also again, some of the ROI is that authority building, the credibility, the brand awareness, um, and just being able to have that social proof. So you know, yes. um, it might not be that tangible in the bank ROI, but it will come if you remain consistent. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up because the social proof is so key because as a newer entrepreneur in your first few years, you're likely growing through word of mouth, through referrals. And let's just say, for example, somebody says, Hey, my friend told me about you. Um, they said, I should look into what you do. You can say, awesome. I would love to meet with you. Hey, you know what? Why don't you check out this interview that I did on this podcast? So you can get to know me more and then let's have a call. Mm-hmm. So you can utilize it in your conversations with prospective clients, and then it boosts your credibility and social proof. So they see you in a, they, you're then positioned as more of a celebrity guest or a celebrity expert, as opposed to just that person, their friend told them about. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. And I think it's, yeah, it's, it's you, you know, and I also think for businesses who are starting off and then really want to, and just like, if they want to go personal brand on something Mm -hmm. later on too, like you can, you can use it as, as a two prong approach for your current business. And again, if you are going off on that personal brand later on, so there's so Mm -hmm. much leverage. So just don't, don't underestimate, you know, things. And sometimes I also think people just overlook things, you know, people have choices be proactive and have a strategy or don't, that's okay, but don't whinge and complain about it if you choose not to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So now yes. for those, those listeners out there that are like, okay, I probably need to, you guys have convinced me, I need to probably start looking at you know some form of podcasting in my business strategy. Where, mm-hmm. how can businesses connect with you? Yeah. So we have a free Facebook group. It's called Guest Expert Profit Lab. Um, this is a group for entrepreneurs who are you know, over the six-figure point and they're looking to really leverage this strategy to see results in mm-hmm. their business. So you can go to interviewconnections.com slash group um, mm-hmm. to find us on Facebook. And we also have, um, if that's not quite you yet, then listen to our podcast. It's called mm-hmm. Rock the Podcast. Mm-hmm. Very, very fun name. Now, my final question to you is, is what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? Oh my gosh. I wish I knew that I should have hired someone for sales and marketing before, before team. Okay. Um, 
And this is this is literally something that I've learned within the past year or so that when you start hiring, um, a lot of times people start hiring for a, a service for the operations part of their business. Um, but you really want to make sure you're bringing in people to the sales and marketing side. So that way you're not the only sales driver. Um, mm-hmm. And this is something I've learned from Kelly Roach, who is one of our business mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that is a big thing that I would. It is. I mean, cause if you don't have, <laughs> if you don't have sales, then you, you're going to end up with nothing, right. Or not necessarily yeah. nothing, but it's going to be harder to scale potentially or, you know, totally. some people, yeah. So it's like, again, sales are a key component. Something I talk about with my clients mm-hmm. all the time, where are we bringing the sales in? Uh, so many mm-hmm. people think that they just get distracted with shiny object syndrome. And I'm like, no focus. Mm-hmm. You need sales for growth. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, and before we sign off, I just want to remind you that my team and I will also be putting together this tr- whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And as I mentioned earlier, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to share it, especially over on Instagram, uh, just by taking me at Angela Henderson Consulting, or really, you can share it wherever. I'm cool with that. Um, I'd also love for you to subscribe and or leave a review. It's super great, not only for me, but equally to be able to, again, leave that impact for other people who might be struggling in their business. I hope you have a fabulous day, and I look forward to you joining me next week for another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Jess, for everything. Thanks, Angela. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au